The gospel reading this morning is from St. John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1648. Glory to you, Lord. John 2, verses 1 through 11. On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana in Galilee, and Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind that were used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, and each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And so they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. And they did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water, well, they knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first. And then the cheaper wine, after the guests have had too much to drink. But you, you have saved the best until now. And what Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory. And his disciples believed in him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Has anyone here been to a wedding before? Yeah? Anything kind of funny happen, Adam? Let me give you some, uh, some examples. Um, Oftentimes, if you have little ring bearers, they are a source of joy, are they not? At one point, I heard a story of a, of a pastor proclaiming that you may now kiss the bride. And the little ring bearer reached over and kissed the other helper there. Phones go off at, uh, at weddings, don't they? Happened to me once. I was my first, uh, my first officiating at a, at a wedding. My, my phone went off, and I tried to make it look like it was uh, actually Priscilla's phone going off, and nobody bought it. Other times, we have seen some things that, that can go wrong, do go wrong on that very special day, and, and this story here, this historical account 
of Jesus' first miracle at the wedding in Cana is no different. To run out of, out of uh, wine at a wedding was an embarrassment for the father. It, it just didn't happen. And unlike our weddings today where we'll have a ceremony and then we'll embark somewhere for a reception and it is done in a matter of hours, the Jewish weddings, I don't know if you knew this, but they can go on, they went on for a week at this time. A whole week. I see some mothers rolling their eyes. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> a whole week. And so they would be drinking wine the whole time. That was a staple with the meals that they were eating, the food and the wine. And to run out of wine, this was no good. No good at all. Now I'm going to hold you there for a moment because as we take a look at our uh, other readings from the Holy Bible this morning, marriage is a theme that came up in our Isaiah reading. And the theme in that is that like a precious bride, God will nurture, protect, and provide for you, Jerusalem. Like a precious bride. Sadly, I think we've lost that, that image in marriage in the Western world this day. So many failures. So many times that maybe that isn't looked at as, as precious, though it ought to be. And our Father in heaven writes through his prophets saying that I'm going to treat you, Jerusalem, like a precious bride, my most treasured person. I will deliver you. Why? So that nations will see you, Jerusalem, as set apart, special, because God is with you. And that's the other thing that I want us to think about over and over and over again throughout this sermon and, and throughout the next few days. And that is special, set apart. Special, set apart for his glory. To the Corinthians, Paul writes a letter and he talks about many, many gifts, doesn't he? Many gifts. Gifts by the Holy Spirit, wisdom, healing, preaching. All of these gifts are given. They are given by the Spirit, and each gift is to be used to point to God. Isaiah, I will bless you. I will treat you like a, like a beautiful bride. I will deliver you, Jerusalem. It will be like a, a royal diadem. You know what a diadem is? I had to look it up. Yeah, it's, it's like a crown. It's more than a tiara, but it's a half crown. And it's, it's, it shows, uh, well, <laughs> dearness. It's for a woman, and, it, and it's around her head, and sometimes it was adorned with pearls and jewels and all these things. Set apart, special. The Holy Spirit gives you gifts gives us gifts 
set apart, special for us to use for ourselves? No. To use as he would have them use that it would point to him. Now what are some of these gifts that we see that we are given? Well, look around this room. Look in the mirror. Okay, let's look to Hollywood. Well, they're telling us how special they are, are they not? Let's look into our advertising. They're telling us what is special and what gifts we should have. And yes, let's look on the news. They're telling us what is special and what makes a man or makes a woman a perfect woman. Now, all of these things that we have, our physical features, our brains, our intellect, these are gifts. They're gifts. And they ought not be used to focus on the internal person, but to be given out to put the focus on God the Father and on his son, Jesus Christ. That is the whole point. Special and set apart. Now back to the wedding. We know that Jesus and his disciples are there and Mary is there at a little tiny town, of a map dot, a dot on a map of no consequence. And Jesus is there, he must have known the bride and the groom, and Mary must have known the bride and the groom. We can deduct that, because Mary had some authority. She was helping to serve. It wasn't like she was catering the uh, you know, side business or anything like that. She was there to help, and we can see through the Scripture that she had some authority over the servants. We know through the Scripture that people were drinking, We know that through the scripture that it was common for people to drink too much. Not everybody, it didn't say that, but Jesus was around people that had been drinking and they ran out of wine. Now, we don't really know how or why they, 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 they ran out of wine. Obviously, we know how they, people drank it. But it could have been that maybe these were poor people. It could have been one person suspected that, well, Jesus and his buddies were there, and so they were drinking. They weren't accounted for. It was a tight budget. I asked, has anyone been to a wedding? Has anyone <laughs> planned a wedding? For their, <laughs> right? You got a budget, and how many people that you're going to invite, and who's sitting there? Oh, things haven't changed. The point is, is that they were out of wine, and Jesus' mother comes to him and tells him, now, some people would say, well, this is a perfect example of obey your mother and father, right? Well, it is. It is that. But that wasn't the point of Jesus being there. And that's why he said to his mother, mother, what a concern is this of, or woman, rather, <laughs> what concern of it is my, uh, this of mine? This is not why I'm here. She didn't discuss it. At least we don't hear a back and forth. And so in faith... She goes to the servants and says, do what he tells you to do. How unusual. How unusual. Do what he tells you to do. Separate and special. She knew he would do something. She needed the wine. And 
he knew that he would do it, even though that wasn't why he came. But two things were solved in his miracle, and this is the first miracle of his ministry, by having this water turn into wine. And that was that, well, his mother was happy, the groom was happy, the people were happy, and his disciples who had been following him, who came to him in faith, now their faith was being built up by this miracle. And we know that the miracles just keep coming in the three years that culminate in the final miracle, which he did upon that cross and three days later coming out of the tomb. Jesus was set apart and special. And we see that here. Jesus glorified the Father with this miracle that he had and that he performed. It didn't point to him. It pointed to God. Now, the irony here is that Jesus takes simple things. Did you catch that the size of these, these uh, jars? When I think of a jar, I think of a mason jar. I ain't real big. 20 to 30 gallons, they suppose, times six. That's 120 to 180 gallons of wine. That's a lot of wine. And we know that it was brought to the individual that was running the, uh, the banquet to taste. And he says, this is the best. Most people give out the good stuff first and then when everybody's got their palate just destroyed then we bring out the cheap stuff but you brought the best out right now that's interesting to me as uh, uh, well you know <laughs> I've drank wine anyone else here drank wine before you know do you, do you even have a favorite wine I mean, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, embarrass anybody here. But, you know, there's certain wines that Chase and I have had over the years, and, you know, those are our favorites. And, you know, it's a champagne uh, taste on a root beer budget, right? You know? But, it, but it's good. It's good. Um, this was perfect wine. This is wine that God made. Perfect. Wouldn't you like to have tasted that? Well, you will. <laughs> Someday you will. But isn't it interesting? Out of vessels, Jesus takes this water out of these vessels that were, I don't know if they were washing their hands in the vessel, but that water was what it was for. The Jews would wash their hands before dinner, and they'd wash their hands after dinner, and they'd also take that water and wash dishes, the outside and the inside of the cups and all that. I mean, this was, you'd walk by and go, well, there's the water in case you want to wash your hands and you just keep going along. But no, out of that simple thing, hmm, out of that simple thing, Jesus took regular water and turned it into something wonderful. The Word took regular water, faith, and turned it into something beautiful. In fact, he took something that made you ceremonially clean at one time and turned it into something that makes you eternally clean. How about that? Separate and special. 
You may notice I went down to the baptismal and dipped my fingers in there as I want to do on every Sunday. And the reason why I do that is not because my hands are dirty, but because I want to point to you, to you towards Christ and towards your baptism. And that the fact that is that we are not or we're not baptized, but we are baptized. We walk wet every day. Common water combined with your faith, a gift from the Holy Spirit, and his word makes you eternally clean and clothed in him, separate and special. And a foretaste of the feast to come. Every Sunday we have that here. Some people go, oh, every Sunday it takes so long. I say, not having the banquet is like, yeah, Jesus, we don't really need your presence here this, this week. Because, you know, we got to get going. This is the foretaste of the feast to come. A feast that would make Cana look silly. And we are invited to that table. Separate and special. To feast with that king eternally. These are the good gifts. These things that we look forward to through these sacraments by what he did on that cross is the manifestation of the promise that he made to Jerusalem and that is, I will set you apart. I will treat you like a bride. Your land will produce in our psalmist this morning. Blessed is the man at his table, his wife, his children like sprouts abundance upon abundance he's promised he's made him throughout and he made good on it on that cross giving us a deposit through the sacrament of the altar and through our baptism separate and special did you know that that's what you are in his eyes may he give us eyes to see all people even that person is separate and special. In the name of Jesus, amen.